With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. I hope you had a wonderful July 4th celebrating our great country and our independence. Hopefully you get some well-deserved rest as well. Today I have one more special episode featuring the very best segments from the show, picked by Guy and Justin. This is Guy and Justin hotness here, so this is their gauge here for you to enjoy. I'd also like to remind everyone we'll be back here with our regular daily live shows at 11 a.m. next Monday, July 10th. We'll see you then. They aren't bringing a case that has any legal chance with this document's indictment against Trump. Interfering in the election is the point. This article's older. It's from August of 2022. But it is worth every second of your time. It is in my newsletter today, Bongino.com slash newsletter if you want to sign up. Of course, it's free. It's a John Solomon piece from Just the News. It talks about how an old case involving Bill Clinton's sock drawer is going to impact this Mar-a-Lago classified documents dispute. Folks, the case, I'm going to go through, I rarely use four screenshots, but this is super important you understand this. Send this article to your a-hole liberal police state friends. And say, read this and tell me how this isn't going to impact the Trump case. In the United States, we rely on legal precedent. It is really difficult if we get a sane judge, and there are many left, to ignore legal precedent in a case like this. Is there legal precedent for former presidents and classified information? Oh, shit. Look, there is. There was a memorable case they know. It involved Bill Clinton. The case involved audio tapes that had, you know, classified or in information in his sock drawer at the White House. The audio tapes became the focal point of a book that this guy Branch wrote in 2009. The case was litigated. Tom Fitton's group Judicial Watch sued. They wanted the tapes. U.S. District Judge Amy Berman Jackson ultimately rejected Judicial Watch's suit, concluding, listen, there was no provision in the Presidential Records Act to force the National Archives to seize records from a former president. Read it again, liberal dipwads. There was no provision to seize records from a former president. It's right there. So how did they do it here? Exactly. They don't care. They're not trying to win. They're trying to say, But Judge Jackson's ruling, the article notes, along with the DOJ's arguments that preceded it, made some other sweeping declarations that have even more direct relevance to the Trump case. The most relevant is that a president's discretion on what are personal versus official records is far-reaching and solely his, as is his ability to declassify or destroy records at will. Sounds like a pretty conclusive ruling to me, doesn't it? Uh, Sounds to me like they made this whole thing up, this crime. Because there's actual legal precedent here. 
Oh, ladies and gentlemen, this gets worse. Wait till I read you the quote by Judge Jackson, which is going to, because, you know, you always got to protect Bill Clinton. But what if I told you now what was used to protect Bill Clinton is now going to be turned around in court exactly on them? This gets even juicier. Here's the quote from the actual judge. A federal judge. They're going to be in deep. Under the statutory scheme established by the Presidential Records Act, the decision to segregate personal materials from presidential records is made by the president during the president's term and in his sole discretion. Wow. She wrote in a 2012 decision, by the way, which was never appealed. Oh, it wasn't? It's almost as if it's some established precedent already. Oh, she goes on. This gets even juicier. Since the president is completely entrusted with the management and even the disposal of presidential records during his time in office, it'd be difficult for this court to conclude that Congress intended he'd have less authority to do what he pleases with what he considers to be his personal records. One more. Jackson also concluded the decision to challenge a president's decision lies solely with the National Archives and can't be reviewed by a court. If the Archives wants to challenge it, it's a civil procedure. No criminal penalties. If you're sitting here with your hand, your head in your face, like, how is this happening? Because we live in a police state. They're just making all of this up, folks. There is no legal precedent to do what they're doing here. This is the collusion model all over again. The collusion model is this. Invent a crime. Trump colluded with the Russians to steal an election. Totally invented. Invent the crime and then go use process crimes to charge people on the Trump team for talking about the crime that didn't happen. I.e., go talk to Mike Flynn about colluding with the Russians even though no collusion happened and then accuse him of lying to the FBI about a crime that never happened. This is what happened here. Accuse Trump of a crime that's not a crime, that has no legal basis at all, and then when Trump doesn't cooperate, accuse Trump of obstruction of justice. This is sick. This is sick. The police state's here right now. They have recordings? Folks, we already have recordings. We do. Yeah, we do. This is Joe Biden on tape talking to the Ukrainian president about the firing of Shokin. Now, Petra Poroshenko has a thick accent, but I want you to pay very close attention about, I don't know, 10, 15 seconds in or so, where the Ukrainian president, after being pressured to fire Biden, remember that? Well, son of a bitch, they fired him. This is what this is about. I want you to listen to the Ukrainian president say, hey, man, we fired this guy, but I just want you to know he did absolutely nothing wrong. Oh, really? This has been out there like forever? Yeah, like forever. Take a listen. That uh, um, uh, there is a new government and a, uh, a new prosecutor general. Uh, I am prepared to do a public signing of the commitment for the billion dollars. And despite of the fact that we didn't have any corruption charges, don't have any information about he doing something wrong. I especially asked him, no, it was the day before yesterday. 
I especially ask him to resign. Congratulations on installing the new prosecutor general. It's going to be critical uh, for him to work quickly to repair the damage Chokin did. And I'm a man of my word. I uh, and that now that the new prosecutor general is in place, we're ready to move forward in signing that new one billion dollar loan guarantee. Folks, you're putting that together. Well, what else do you need to hear, folks? What what else do you need to hear? I don't, I don't, I don't mean to say that sounded like kind of an a-hole thing. I'm not talking to you in the chat. Maybe, you know, uh, some of you have this on and like, the, I get a lot of uh, emails from people. Hey, Dan, we have a little uh, car repair shop. We blast it. We love when liberals come in. If you're a liberal listening to this, what else do you need to hear? The prosecutor, Shokin, who's investigating the bribe to Biden and the family dealings in Ukraine through Hunter Biden. Biden says, I'll do a public signing and get you guys a billion dollars if you fire him. The guy says, I fired him. He didn't do anything wrong. And then Biden goes, hey, let's great. Let's get the billion dollars and do a public signing. What the f- do you need to hear? What do you need to hear, bro? Are you freaking stupid? What do you need to hear? He's literally on tape talking about firing the prosecutor, investigating his son, while an FBI-established credible source says he's been bribed and the Shokin prosecutor's looking into it and Biden gets him fired. What the f- do you need to hear? The answer is nothing. You already know this guy's a corrupt, rotting bag of oatmeal and a five foot ten piece of human garbage in the White House. You know it. You just don't care because you're a freaking tyrant communist scumbag. That's why. You are a commie scumbag. I told you before, you don't like the behavior of Donald Trump politically. I get it. Open argument to have. We have elections for that. But I want to see legal evidence that this guy actually committed a crime. You can't at least condemn this? Like, yeah, that sounds a little shady. What the f- is wrong with you, man? And to the media people, you're a freaking disgrace to humankind. You are a disgrace to the human race. Just find a new job. You're really bad at this. You freaking life losers. Oh, there's more on the tape. Oh, these tapes go on forever. More? Oh, but you know, you cut them. <laughs> more? Of course there's more. Joe was nice enough to cut cleaner versions. I gave him crappy versions. Here's part two of this. It's quick. Here's a, in case you needed more evidence, here's Biden on tape with the same Ukrainian president, Poroshenko, talking about how he's worried that Trump is going to find out what's going on there about their bribe and their deal and their firing of the prosecutor. Again, no one disputes the authenticity of these tapes. No one. Take a listen. I don't want Trump to get in the position where he thinks he's about to buy onto a policy where the financial system is going to collapse and he's going to be looked to to pour more money into Ukraine. That's how he'll think about it before he gets sophisticated enough to know the detail. In other words, Biden does not want Ukraine asking for more money from Trump. Doing so would cause Trump to look into the details. So anything you can do to push 
the the Pravat Bank uh, um, to closure so that the IMF loan comes forward, I would respectfully suggest is critically important to your economic as well as physical security. Critically important for economic and physical well-being. Biden goes mafia. Hat tip OAN for that one. Folks, Privat Bank was one of the banks involved with the monies being sent to Hunter Biden and the Biden crime family. Biden wants it all closed down before Trump gets sophisticated and finds out what's going on. What else do you need to hear? Trumpzilla in the chat says I'm getting red. I'm getting red because I get frustrated because there are people on our side, not frustrated at the left. They're commies. I know what I'm dealing with. I can hate what they do, but I'm not frustrated or surprised by them. I get frustrated by people on our side that think they require more convincing the left. Oh, if you had a video of Joe Biden hand-delivering the effing case of money to a guy and saying with a note bumper sticker on the side, only deliver money if you fire prosecutor looking into my son. If you handed him the freaking briefcase, the lefties would still be like, I don't know, it could be AI generated. There is nothing you will tell them. Nothing. You are dealing with straight up commies. The, the, yes, they bought the, they thought there was a peepee tape. They these are, this is how stupid these people are. There is nothing you can tell them. Nothing. We put it out there for that sliver of the population and for your kids and everyone else who need to know what happened here. We are not going to let them take down Trump in an information black hole where we don't talk about their freaking corruption. No. Some tool bag in a freaking chat room the other day popped up in my thing. Oh, what are we talking about this? Nothing's going to happen. Go after yourself, bro. I'm dead serious. Go try and do it to yourself. Oh, you're damn right. You want me to give this guy a pass while they crap on Trump all day? Yeah, yeah. Let's just not talk about the most corrupt president in human history. Are you dumb? What the hell is wrong with you? That's exactly what the left wants. They must be laughing at people saying that. Look, we got some idiots pretending to be conservatives. They, they don't want to talk about Biden either. <laughs> what a gift. No, not here. No freaking way. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers, and they're all made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com, and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals and a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. This is Camille Paya, again, a leftist. Can't say that enough. Breaking down this recent surge in trans radicalism, keep in mind, it's five years ago. It yet applies right now. And talking about the existential threat it exposes. She also makes a very bold claim. This is a must listen here. 
that when you look at the history of societies, I'm a student of history. I'm not a historian. I don't pretend to be. I don't pretend to know what people who studied this for six and seven years between college and graduate school do. However, I enjoy history a lot. Why? Because as is said often, it may not repeat itself, but it certainly rhymes. You can learn lessons from great men of the past, and you can even learn more lessons from failed men of the past. We repeat our mistakes over and over. She makes a bold claim that this trans ideology and the demasculinization of men is the sign of the end of times. A leftist feminist explaining the dangers of this trans ideology and the alienation it creates. Take a listen to this. In the 1950s, they might have become a beatnik. In the 1960s, they might have become a hippie and taken uh, you know, mind-expanding drugs. Okay, And so today, you're encouraged to think that your alienation is because you are not totally defined, you know, identifying with the, your particular inherited gender definition. Um, so I, I'm, I'm very concerned about this. I think that a lot of it, uh, I think that the, that the, that the uh, collaboration of the bureaucratic machinery with it has to do with the assault on masculinity, okay? Ah, okay. So you see, trans the gender doesn't really exist. It's not really polarity. I mean, it's it, it, everything is all about expanding women's rights, but also terminating men, okay? And and defining men out of existence. Masculinity is by definition toxic. Okay? Masculinity doesn't exist. You see, this is this is the proof of it. I, I'm I'm I'm, I'm horrified and ashamed. I have not brought this clip to you sooner. It's my fault. I mean it. I'm not being silly. It's my fault. My job, my only job is to get you the best material out there for you all to see it and expose it. The Yuri Bezmenov video, uh, videos, Thomas Sowell videos, that I haven't seen this before, I'm ashamed. This is a leftist who is around these people all the time. Nobody understands them better. Just look up her bona fides. And she's telling you that not just does the trans ideology fit with this socialist ethos because it creates alienation. But it also works to attack masculinity in and of itself. I want you to think something through. Think this through hard. What is the biggest threat to the totalitarian state on a force equation? If they were to use force and brutally try to suppress a population using fascist totalitarian tactics, what is it? Strong men who will fight back. Totalitarian festers in a pool of weakness and weak men. Do you think the war on masculinity and the war on boys is a freaking accident? There is nothing the socialist loves more than a population obsessed with weak, non-masculine men not willing to defend their country, their families, and their kids. There is nothing they crave more. This is not an accident. That's why she mentions this at the end. I'm extrapolating from her. I don't want to put words in her mouth. I'm extrapolating that into other ideas she may or may not disagree with. Let me just be clear on that. But I'm telling you what she's saying here is absolutely correct. Here's the most important part. Pay very close attention. Bookmark this. This clip. Spread it around. Put this in the clips today if you can't read. This third part's the most important. She describes, she is a student of history. She describes the collapse of great societies. The, uh, the, Greece, the Roman Empire, and how towards the end, you look at the statues, which Joe had celebrated, vibrant, robust masculinity. 
And now even the statues and the art change and you see the feminization of men and then you see nothing because it collapses. Listen to every word of this. Check this out. Historically, this, uh, this, uh, the movement toward androgyny occurs in late phases of culture, okay, as a, as a, a civilization is starting to, uh, unravel, okay, and that, and you can find it again and again and again through history in the, in, in the, in the Greek art, okay, you can, you can see it happening. All of a sudden, okay, there's a, there's a kind of, uh, you know, the, the, the sculptures of, of, um, of uh, handsome nude young men athletes that used to be very robust, okay, in the archaic period suddenly began to seem like wet noodles, okay, toward the end, okay, and that, uh, and that, and that the people who, who, who live in such periods, a late phase of culture, whether it's, it's the Hellenistic era, whether it's the Roman Empire, whether it's, it's uh, the Mauve decade of Oscar Wilde in the 1890s, whether it's Weimar Germany, people who live in such times, okay, feel that um, they're very sophisticated, they're very cosmopolitan, okay, and homosexuality, heterosexuality, so what, anything goes, and so on, all right, and so, but, but we, from the perspective of, of historical distance, okay, you can see that it's a culture that no longer believes in itself. Folks, past is prologue. Do we really believe that this specific generation of homo sapiens sapiens, human beings, do we really believe we've been blessed with some special X-Men-like Marvel comic book superheroes? Because I've got news for you, folks. Our gene code has changed very little. We are the exact same people. Now, with the chronological passing of time, civilization itself, collective intelligence, if that is a thing, or access to it is, has grown through the library of information as the passage of time has allowed human beings to hopefully learn. We're not learning. We are repeating the same freaking mistakes over and over and over again. Police state tyranny with the attack on Donald Trump this past weekend, the demasculinization of strong men. She brings up a critical point, though, that should make you smile a little bit at the end. Did you catch it? She talks about how this creates a rebound effect. And I remind you of the hopped quote from the other day. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. Weak men create bad times or hard times. Those hard times then create strong men again. Folks, the hyper-feminization of men and the demasculinization of men and the attack and the war on boys is breeding a counterculture revolution of people who are respecting the gender binary and getting back to traditional values. You are going to see a rebound effect where people are going to start to respect again a strong military, a constitutional police force that enforces the law. Why are you long in the United States, Dan? Because I'm not stupid. You have a liberal telling you this, that listen, this stuff is dangerous. Because in the past, at least, it's, it's breeded Groups of people who became hyper-masculine. I don't think that's going to be the result here. I think it's going to be a return to strong men who are getting sick of the weak, corrupted, hard times weak men created. I am sure of it. That's why I'm long in the United States. Tucker made the swamp really uncomfortable when he started talking about Ukraine and how we should at least be skeptical of what we're doing over there and look at it with a skeptical eye. It doesn't mean you shouldn't support the cause. You, you're free to do that. It simply means that this all swamp unanimity, we should pour billions of dollars into Ukraine while our country's falling apart here. A lot of people start to ask questions. Conveniently, Tucker gets the boot. Here's RFK talking about 
how pro-Russia and pro-European factions in Ukraine have been fighting forever. I write about this in my book, Follow the Money. There's a chapter called Insane in Ukraine. Read it. Soros was involved in this, all of them. I got all the receipts in that chapter, right? Ukraine was a piggy bank for swampies. Pro-European sides were paying lobbyists to lobby the American government for support. Pro-Russia sides were lobbying all over the world to get Russian support in Ukraine. All of these swampies, ladies and gentlemen, were cashing in big time. RFK is not wrong about this. RFK Jr. Check this out. This is a war that is proceeding in a very cataclysmic trajectory. The answer to your question about how we got in this war uh, goes back you know, a long way. But I would say that the real story starts in 2014 when the U.S. government and particularly the neocons in the White House and elsewhere uh, participated and supported the overthrow violent overthrow, a coup d'etat against the democratically elected government of the Ukraine and put in a very, very anti-Russian government. This prompted the Russians who then believed that, that the U.S. Navy was now going to be invited into the Black Sea to have a port at Crimea. It prompted the Russians to preemptively invade Crimea. At the same time, the, the government that went, came into the Ukraine began enacting a series of laws that turned the Russian populations of the Donbass region into second-class citizens. They, they, um, they illegalized essentially their culture, their language, and they began ultimately killing them. They killed 14,000 of them. And it, was, it prompted a civil war in the country. Uh, oh, hold on, hold on. I don't do, I, folks, listen, man. I don't give a damn if you buy this thing or borrow it from a friend or go to the library. I don't care. Believe me, I'm not in this for the money anymore. I promise you. This book, Follow the Money, there is a chapter, and here's what it looks like. Insane in Ukraine is the chapter. I go over all of this. Exa he is not wrong. I disagree with this guy on healthcare, on taxes, on education, on a lot of stuff. But he is not wrong. What he's saying there is accurate. The reason everybody's all in on Ukraine is they all want to keep the piggy bank going. This has been a piggy bank for years. Soros people using NGOs who corrupted FBI people who later want to work for Soros' people in Ukraine while they attack Soros' business partners. While, while both, by the way, while both Republicans and Democrats don't give the GOP a pass, people who were Republicans and Democrats went over there as lobbyists, lobbying for the Russian side, the European side. It was a piggy bank. The story's not complicated. RFK is damn right. This was the Hatfields versus the McCoys. But here's the difference, Joe. The Hatfields had billions of dollars to lobby people, and so did the McCoys. Yeah. And they paid off government people to pitch both sides. And nobody wants the piggy bank to dry up. And who's at the center of this whole thing? One Joseph Robinette Biden, whose son was making bank in Ukraine too. Now you see why they're trying to make this thing go away? He is not wrong. Listen to that whole thing, by the way. 
goes on for like mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market if you're struggling to lose weight you've probably heard about weight loss medications like wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you meet plush care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Five minutes. Is this dude a doctor, like an actual doctor? I mean, are you serious? Hotez who got almost every big, bold statement about the COVID vaccine wrong. By the way, who's the hat tip for this, Key? This is a cool video. Maze Moore. Hat tip. We got to go. He's hat tip, right? Maze Moore put this together. Hotez, who's been wrong about just about every major thing on the vaccine. Stop the spread of COVID, all this other stuff. Doesn't want to go on Joe Rogan's show, one of the biggest audiences in the world. And discuss it, it's almost like they're afraid of the truth. I mean, we used to have liberals on my show. I used to go on CNN and MSNBC all the time. Liberals, you think I speak with forked tongue? Go look it up. Go to your favorite video platform. Put Dan Bongino, CNN, or MSNBC. You'll see I went on there. I'm not a chump coward wussbag like you chump losers. Zero Ben and Jerry eating phony fake frauds. Here's Hotez. He doesn't want to debate any of this, by the way making pretty dispositive statements about the vaccine. It turned out to be eh, wrong. Take a listen. There's this obsession with mandates. And I say, look, no, right now, no one's talking about mandates. These vaccines will stop asymptomatic transmission. Protection is not long-lasting with natural infection a lot of the time. It was more with the original SARS back in 2003, but not as much... Well, with, with this one, for reasons that we don't understand, so vaccine immunity is probably going to be uh, better and more durable. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that most people, I think vaccine acceptance is going to increase as people see the benefits of getting it. Now you see why the, I mean, right? Dude, now you see why this guy don't want to debate anyone? This, this is the experts, folks. The experts. Listen, man, I'm all about science, okay? I honestly don't care about your politics if you're willing to talk in terms of science and not politics. You want to talk about the vaccine? Show me the freaking evidence. Don't tell me how we're all conspiracy theorists and we're all crazy and the vaccine's going to save the world. Show me the science. The science backs up nothing that guy just said. Now, what's that? Oh, yeah, no, no, he's right, Joe. I'm sorry. I, I stay corrected, folks. The guy definitely should be taken seriously. He's got a lab coat and a bow tie. That is correct. Oh. I'm, the presentation matters. So, folks, disregard everything I just said. Hold on. We have a bow Can someone get me a bow tie and a lab coat? Can you tell Paula to get on that? Now, from our science segment from now on, Joe, 
We're going to put the bow tie in a lab coat so we can be taken seriously, just like right. Dr. Hotez, okay? It works. Yeah, I mean, put it, wait, you got to have a pen in there, too. Yeah, maybe a little pen, pen, pocket protector. Yeah, that's really serious. That's like, that's like, what is it, Ian or Ivan from the Ghostbusters, like the super smart guy. <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. I have degrees, too. I don't like talking about it because I think if you mention your education, you're an idiot. But they're real degrees. Can we do that? I have them. So can we do a segment like that, guys? Let's do it. Bow tie, what do you think in the chat? Both, yeah, why for yes, no for don't do it. I get a lab coat. I put a pocket protector in, a bow tie. I'm going to put some glasses on because it makes you look a little more intellectual. And I'm going to, my actual degrees, by the way. I have a BA from Queens College, a master's degree in psychology from City University of New York, and an MBA from Penn State. I'm going to have Guy hold them up so I look credible. And I'm going to say some crazy shit, too. The vaccine's going to save the world. Nobody's going to get COVID. Asymptomatic transition. I'll do the Rachel Maddow. It stops. It stops with every person. It stops. That's what I'm going to do. And you got to believe me. Because as Guy said, I got the lab coat on and the bow tie. And just, Justin, before you go, just hold up my degrees. And I'll be like, look, I got a degree from somewhere. Dan, that's an MBA, not a medical. Don't matter. I'm, an, I'm smarter than you. Look at that. I went to school. <laughs> yeah, a couple. A lot of yeses. A lot. Okay, good. Good. Maybe we'll do that. I like that idea. Now, you're taking medical advice from this guy? Bro, are you kidding me? Dr. Hotez, you're taking medical advice about what to inject into your body from a guy who must know eating garbage food is not a way to get micro and macro nutrients like vitamins, carbohydrates, good proteins, and healthy fats in your diet. Here's this clown on the Rogan show talking about what he eats, and you're going to take medical advice from this guy. Take a listen. Do you take care of your immune system in other ways? Do you take probiotics? Are you cautious about your diet? Um, I'm not as cautious about my diet as I should be i'm a junk foodaholic uh, actually well that seems like a terrible thing for your health it, it is a terrible thing for my health and something my wife is uh, working on it but that seems basis. ridiculous for someone who works with health yeah yeah what's Somet going on with you man sometimes man i just don't sometimes. get it right <laughs> how often what how often how often do i steal a bag of chips or something how often like do you that eat garbage uh every i don't day? know no no hopefully not every day but you know hopefully so, not every day yeah, maybe a couple of times a week oh know? That's what with Rachel, my uh, my daughter with autism. That's like our thing is to go to the uh, it's called the burger joint or to um, Shake Shack to get mm -hmm. a to get a cheeseburger. We'll sneak, sneak some fries. So, mm. so you live in large. We call it like that mouth pleasure so much. You're willing to sacrifice a little bit. Of I health. am. Yeah. I, uh, you know. I. You know. I. I can. I have to concede that's the case. Well, there's, I mean, I don't have to tell you, but there's a, a large body of data that connects poor diet to a host of diseases. Mm -hmm. That seems like a t crazy decision for a guy in your line of work. There you go. Sometimes the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes the, it's not all brain. It's, uh, it, it's something else. But I mean, if you ate healthy food, I mean, you, the thing is your body starts craving healthy food. You start feeling. Yeah, no, no question. Results. No question about it. Do you take vitamins? <laughs> Dude, this gets even better. I could let that play forever. And the interesting time, the guy's like, no, I don't take vitamins. Joe, Ro Joe Rogan, who will tell you, he is not a, quote, man of science. God bless Joe Rogan for this segment. Joe Rogan is educating the doctor 
about healthy nutrition and how to live a healthy life. The guy has one job. He's a doctor. And Rogan is lecturing him like, really? You don't know the benefits of like vitamin D, vitamin K to prevent calcium deposits, you know, vitamin C for your immune system. You, you, know, you never heard of it? Uh, well, you know, I don't think you need them. They come into your diet. You just said you eat shit all the time. You just said that. So now you eat crap. You don't get the micronutrients or the vitamins. And now you're saying you don't need vitamins. Do not take medical advice from this guy. Do not. Dude, folks, I'm really sorry. This is one of the best things you will ever see on, a, on, a, on any podcast ever. God bless Joe Rogan for exposing this dude. What yeah. a phony. <laughs> Should have asked him vaccine. how often he brushes his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Dude, this Man, is like the greatest nasty. segment ever. I love it, Joe. Inject this uh, completely unlongitudinally tested mRNA vaccine <laughs> into your body and shut your pie hole, dipshits. Do you uh you you eat junk food? Oh, every day, every day. Oh hell yeah. Do you take vitamins? Nah, yeah, you don't you don't need those. Wait, what? Stick this in my body while you can't even stick a carrot in that soup cooler of yours? Like, do the Bugs Bunny. What's up, Doc? And stick a freaking colored vegetable in your mouth once in a while before telling us. This guy can shove it up his ass. I'm not listening to anything this dude has to say about health. I'm sorry. And, you know, again, I don't speak with forked tongue. When I tell you anything I do for my, like, little, I did a little thing this morning, my health hacks and stuff, I'm always clear, like, it works for me. It may not work for you. When I say talk to your doctor, I'm serious. Because, like, I jump in, like, a cold shower in the morning. It works for me. If you have really high blood pressure, heart issues, that may not be the best advice for you. So you should always talk to your doc first and say, hey, you know what? What do you think? Here's a, you know, maybe they give you dumb advice. Maybe they don't. Do your own research too. But don't listen to this guy on, on, on basic stuff. The, guy's on, the guy can't even keep the potato chips out of his mouth. Bro, shut your soup cooler once in a while. Stick a blueberry in there or something, and then you can lecture me. Joe Rogan's 50-something years old. He looks like he's 25. Hotez is what? 70? Looks like he's 400? The guy looks like Nosferatu from like a vampire movie. And we're supposed to be listening to this guy? Hotez. The guy ages. He ages in dog years. Every Joe Rogan year is like seven years for this guy. And we're supposed to be listening to this guy. And he doesn't want to debate either. He don't want to debate. I, I Forget RFK. Just debate Joe Rogan about like vitamins and stuff. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> There's a hearing yesterday. And they uh, pulled up a bunch of uh, specialists on the firearm issue. Democrats had their own gun, uh, gun grabbers up there as well. And Matt Gates, this was a hearing yesterday, and what came up were two critical things about guns, which are the two components of their plan to make you a felon and get your guns, okay? Number one, put you on the list. Number two, make you a felon. How do they put you on a list? Well, one of the ways they put you on a list is by going to gun dealers called FFLs, Federal Firearms Licensees, and making sure any records they have, of any records they have of a gun transaction, sorry, phone calls, any records they have of a gun transaction are turned over to them. So Matt Gates brings up two things here. He brings up the ATF taking, I believe, against uh, the law. They're not allowed to get a gun list going. Taking the records to put you on a list 
And then they addressed this arm brace ban too. Arm brace on arm braces on firearms as well. Listen to this. We'll go over the two-step plan coming up right after this. Check this out. I had the great privilege to spend two years on the House Judiciary Committee with the gentlelady from Missouri. And while she and I disagree strongly on this issue, her beliefs are sincere and they are strong and they are powerful, particularly when she expresses them. And so when she says to people that she wants to defund the police, she means it. And when she says in this committee meeting that gun violence is a public health emergency, well, she means that too. And our fellow Americans know the impact of folks up here in Washington declaring everything and anything a public health emergency. It means you're more likely to be locked in your homes, deprived of your freedoms, less healthy, less safe, less secure, and less able to live a truly American life. So know this, when the left talks about this as a public health emergency, get ready to see those enhanced authorities abused by the ATF. And Mr. Chairman, it is my sincere hope that, it's, that in the very near future, we will have those very folks from the ATF here. And I intend to be utilizing the new rules that we have in the House of Representatives to offer amendments to the Appropriations Act to zero out their salaries for breaking the law and abusing the liberties of our fellow Americans. Now, nothing, nothing would make me happier than to play that entire exchange. It's about five minutes long. I, I can't. I don't have the time on the show. That was the end of it where Gates does the right thing. And he's talking about Corey Bush. That's who he's talking about, the squad member. And their use now, not coincidentally, Joe, of the public health emergency verbiage when discussing guns. Oh, what else happened in the last public health emergency? We got the authority to jam a needle into people's arms and tell them their bodies aren't theirs. Yep. We told them they'd have to put a face diaper on their face or else they'd have to put a passport on their phone to uh, engage in their freedom association and freedom of religion. And ladies and gentlemen, let's be honest, not you in the audience, but people just took it. People took it. So now, in that five-minute exchange, Matt Gates he just shreds these people on the list that the ATF is now taking people's gun records and compiling a de facto list of gun owners. That's a fact. While changing the law on arm braces. Arm braces were perfectly legal for years to purchase on a pistol. If you put an arm brace on a pistol, you may have some issue with your shoulders. You may have some physical disability. You can Velcro the arm brace to your arm and you can fire the firearm with one hand. These were perfectly legal. Now, all of a sudden, despite the fact, guys, that there's tens of millions of these things out there, the ATF is now saying, oh, you got one of those? Really? Well, you better destroy it or turn it into the ATF. Or else you're a felon. No, they can't do that. Really? Here's Congressman Jim Jordan talking about exactly that. Step two of the plan. Get the list. Declare a public health emergency so that the we got to get these people off the streets. These are violent insurrectionists. Oh, they have guns? Go get them. Oh, and by the way, do they have arm braces too? Definitely get them now. Here's Jim Jordan on this issue. Unless you remove the brace, lengthen the barrel, turn in or destroy your firearm or register your gun with this government that you know you can trust because Mr. Wilcox has been working with them. You know you can trust. Unless you do those four things, what happens? What are you? A felon. A felon. A felon. 
for something 10 years ago they said was just fine that you build a business on and the business started because you wanted to help a man who put the uniform of his country on his back and served our country and was injured and now they're gonna put you out of business and make people felons. But don't worry, every town USA, this Mr. Wilcox has been working with our government to implement this to target Second Amendment, people, Americans who support the Second Amendment. Such a deal, such a deal. That's why we need legislation to say this rule does, we need to pass that, that's what we do need to pass into law now based on what has happened with this organization. Again, folks, every town, by the way, is a gun grabbing group. That's what they're. Uh, that's who he's talking about there, and he's talking about one of the guys from that group working with the administration to make sure to you get your guns. Do you understand? They're not hiding the two step plan. Maybe two point five steps: get a gun list of all the gun owners, collect the records from the ATF, uh, get them from gun owners, make sure the gun owners go out of business. If they don't go out of business, make sure you have another way to get the list. How would you do that? How would you guys know if someone bought a firearm at a federal firearms licensee? There's a couple ways to do it. Number one, you can put them out of business and get their records or keep their paper records. Or you could just go to the credit card companies and say, hey, did you guys have records of Guy buying a firearm at Lotus Gunworks? Oh, you do? Interesting. But you'd need a way to categorize those. I'll get to that in a second, too. But Jordan brings up a critical point about this new arm brace rule. This arm brace rule, which is being applied retroactively, unquestionably unconstitutional, says if you legally bought a firearm, a pistol with an arm brace, legally bought it, and you don't now destroy it, you're a felon. What's the plan here? With that specific rule, you you guys are and ladies are great at this. You've been at this, many of you, as activists longer than I have. Some of you have been involved in this movement in decades, certainly for the Second Amendment protection, God-given rights movement, right? God-given right to protect yourself. Why do you think now the Biden team and these lefty gun grabber groups are looking to make features on a firearm, whatever it may be, whatever it may be, the disconnector, the arm brace, features retroactively illegal. Why? Because if this is allowed to stand on the arm braces, folks, they will never stop there. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show.